This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. I am so pleased that you are listening today. Thank you for allowing me a few minutes of your valuable time. I want to speak to your mental health. As October 10th, this beautiful Saturday, has been named World Mental Health Day. To raise awareness and mobilize efforts to support mental health everywhere. So often, we misunderstand mental health because it is hard to define. Additionally, mental health includes several areas. These areas involve one's social, emotional, and psychological well-being. Mental health affects thoughts, feelings, and actions. For a clear definition, mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and behave. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. Positive mental health is a necessity for reaching our full potential and living our best life. The United Negro College Fund used to have an ad that stated, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Of course, they were promoting education, but without a stable mind, good mental health, education is only one of the many casualties. I can recall my grand aunt Laura, God rest her soul, she always testified, Lord, I thank you for a mind, a mind, a mind. Some may have thought it was cliche. My husband and I would talk about Aunt Laura, always referring to God keeping her in her right mind. Now, when I think back on her powerful testimony, it truly takes on new meaning. You see, my grand Aunt Laura recognized that a mind One's mental capacity is necessary for every aspect, every piece and part of our lives. And we must, we must keep God at the head to maintain such positive mental health. When we have positive mental health, we handle stress better. Our productivity remains stable and we realize our full potential. When one has poor mental health, they are more likely to suffer from a mental health disorder. These disorders include, but are not limited to, depression, generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, phobias, social anxiety disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder, just to name a few. Of these mental health disorders, most people experience anxiety disorders in addition to other mental stressors, multiplying and magnifying declining mental health. Statistics show that about 4% of the world's population has a form of anxiety disorder. In the United States, the percentage increases to just over 18% of the population. However, I personally believe that these numbers are much higher as there are so many people who suffer from various mental illnesses and continue to remain under the radar and undiagnosed. According to mentalillnesspolicy.org, about 50% of individuals with severe psychiatric disorders, that's some 3.5 million people, 
are receiving no treatment. Of course, some people are at a higher risk of getting a mental health disorder. These include those with high stress levels, those who have experienced trauma, and those who have few healthy relationships. However, family history plays a huge role in higher risk factors too. Now just stop and think to yourself, how many people do you know who do not, I repeat, do not fall in at least one of these categories? This factor alone reveals that so many of us have been or are affected by mental health issues and under present circumstances, it is so hard to escape. But God, World Mental Health Day is a reminder that sometimes it can be difficult to know what to say and do when you or those you love are going through a hard time. I want to encourage you that you should pray and ask God for direction during these troubled, troubling times of confusion. Please stop worrying and wondering what will happen next and take care of yourself right now, today so that you can continue to take care of those who depend on you. I did not know that today was actually National Mental Health Day until well after 11 o'clock p.m. on Saturday night when I stumbled across this information while doing some reading. It is actually funny because I spent that day just taking it easy and taking care of me. After my Saturday morning workout, I went and got my nails done including a spa treatment. Afterwards, I did some therapeutic shopping. People who know me know I love that shopping piece. Then I took myself out to dinner as my husband, a commercial driver, is currently on an over-the-road trip. I spent the day alone and enjoyed every moment of spending time with me. Now, please do not feel bad for me as my alone time allows me to sort out my thoughts and emotions uninterrupted. You really ought to try some alone me time for yourself as it works wonders for one's mental clarity. If you check with my mom and my siblings, you will learn that I was very good at being alone at times as a child, talking to my dolls and talking to myself, even in a family of eight children. And to date, most people do not think I'm crazy, at least not mentally ill. So I praise God for clarity of mind and an orderly thought process. Today, I want to encourage you to trust in the Lord with all of your heart, your mind, and soul, and lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways, with every situation, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. He will absolutely strengthen and keep you in your right mind. Just like my dear grandaunt Laura said, the truth is, When you stop worrying and trying to fix things, God works it all out and they will work out in your favor. Please know that whatever is troubling you or weighing heavily on your heart and in your mind was never designed for you to manage, but rather for God to take care of. It is time that we understand what God's word really meant when advising us in 1 Peter, the fifth chapter and the seventh verse, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Today, so many suffer from worrying about those things over which we have no control. We spend countless hours seeking and searching for answers that remain evasive because we were never meant to solve issues or provide answers, 
but rather seeking God to handle the matter on our behalf. The serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. If we only understood how to practice such simple directives, many would suffer fewer mental disparities. You see, life would be abnormal if we, you and I, did not suffer some setbacks, problems, and matters beyond our control. Yes, I said abnormal, since these very problems, issues, setbacks, and matters that circumvent our control are the very occurrences that form and shape the you that you are destined to become. The irony in God's infinite wisdom is that those things that would weigh most heavily on our hearts and in our minds and challenge our mental capacity are the same things that show us God's omnipotent strength when we are at our weakest. Yes, God's strength is made perfect in the midst of our weakness. So those times when we just do not have the strength to make sense of a matter or move forward, we call on God who strengthens and covers us with unmerited favor. Yes, our most challenging matters are indeed necessary. I can hear someone saying, what in the world are you talking about? To which I answer, if it never rained, we would not appreciate sunshine. If there was never a storm, we would not fully comprehend the peaceful waters or bright blue cloudless skies, not even a colorful, beautiful rainbow. If we never had a problem, we would never understand that God in his omniscience is always, always waiting to hear your request, your cry for him to solve the matter and calm your fears. Yes, indeed, problems are necessary, so God allows them at times to shake you, to wake you, to break you, but definitely to make you all that he would have you to be. You see, it's not the load that breaks you down. It's the way you try to carry those loads that you were never intended to lift, let alone carry. Again, God said, cast all of your cares on him because he cares for you. Have you ever advised a stubborn person not to lift something because it was too heavy, yet they intentionally disobeyed your thoughtful advice only to injure themselves? by either pulling something in their lower back or physically stressing themselves out. This is just like God's word urging us to cast all our cares on him, not some but all, because he cares for us. Yet we disobey God's word each time we stress ourselves out, trying to fix it or handle things by leaning on our own very limited understanding. For many, such facilitates the decline of mental health. I know we mean well, and some of us are mothers, fathers, or nurturers whose very nature drives us to do something to attempt navigating the situation to a positive end. But knowing when to give it to God could and would save so many of us from our own self-created mental despair. Now, I am not knocking anyone who has to rely on meds or medications to combat mental anguish or issues because they are very real. And God placed doctors 
armed with intellect and great understanding right here in our midst. But I urge you to follow God's word and stop being so stubborn that you consistently endure heavy, backbreaking, mind-boggling weights and severely injure yourself physically, emotionally, and mentally, even after God is waiting to carry you and all the weight that is destined to manipulate your mental fitness. Yes, the trials and matters beyond your control are designed to strengthen your mental and spiritual capacity, not break you down, but you have got to acknowledge the Lord so he can handle all matters while directing your path and strengthening you, mind, soul, and body. Additionally, when we allow ourselves to compromise our mental capacity by trying to do and fix what God was intended to control, we run the risk of damaging our own mental capacity to the point that we become ill-equipped to care for ourselves, which renders us fully incapable of taking care of all who depend on us. Each and every one that we love so much, we live for and are willing to die for. In other words, if you are not willing to give all of those pressing matters to God for your own sanity and peace of mind, do it for those you love so much. Understand the real cost of you becoming mentally unfit due to worrying and trying to attend to those matters that God has urged you to place in his most capable hands is the loss of mental soundness, the ability to care for oneself and all who depend so heavily on you. I am so grateful to God that while I do not claim to be perfect, I have learned the art of turning the matter over to God. And I am happy to report that every time I had to take my hands off of it, each time I had to shake my head and say, Lord, I can't do this, so please handle it for me. He worked it all out, and it worked in my favor. It worked for my good. And each time I openly yielded matters to God, it became a bit more doable. I won't say easy, because the mother, the handler, the caregiver, the I've got to do it spirit within me, causes me to feel the need to see a matter through. But I do know that God is far, far greater than I am, and he can reach and be everywhere. He knows and sees all things, while I am just little, limited me. Understanding that, he will never leave me nor forsake me, and standing firmly on that promise makes my life so much easier and keeps my mind strong and stable. No matter what's going on around us, God's word in Philippians 4th chapter and 8th verse is still saying, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So refocus your mind on these things so that your heart, mind, and soul become saturated with positives, even in the midst of so many things going wrong. I know someone is saying, that is so hard to do. But I rely on God's word in Romans 12th chapter and the second verse. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
In other words, God never intended for us to struggle with our mental health as he reminded us what we should think on, how we must renew our mindset to find his good, acceptable, and perfect will for our lives. Please know that I am not bragging, but I do make my boast completely in the Lord because he is due all glory, honor, and praise. I know that I am only in my right mind because God continues to carry me with all of my human faults, my flaws, and my issues. Please allow me to share with you, as I wrote a few weeks ago, be mindful of your words. Someone's words had truly offended me. And in the words of my students, they got me all twisted. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with Ebonics or the Urban Dictionary, twisted refers to a person being bent out of shape, mentally or emotionally unsound, if only for a short period, even disturbed. So the words of another person took me out of character within my own thoughts. Of course, I could have struck back with words as well, but a mighty God did not allow me to stoop to such levels. So I ended up forgiving the individual and you guessed it. I turned the matter over to God. You see, for my own sanity and to maintain a pure heart, I could not dwell on how that person had wronged me. A lack of forgiveness is another strong area that compromises one's mental and physical well-being. So I choose to forgive and be well over the health and wellness that I lose or sacrifice by holding on to unforgiveness. I had to replace the stressful thoughts of that individual's hurtful words with the good things God's word advised me to think upon. I can recall Bishop T.D. Jakes explaining how holding on to unforgiveness is like drinking deadly poison and waiting, even expecting the person whom you refuse to forgive, waiting for that person to die. In other words, the sin of unforgiveness can and will kill you. So forgiving another is more for you than the ones who offended you. Forgiving others clears your mind from the stressful thoughts and heavy emotions that will cloud your mental clarity and feed an overproduction of toxic cells that will certainly make you psychologically, physically, and mentally sick. Now, the historical black and African-American experience in America has and continues to be characterized by trauma and violence more often than for our white counterparts and impacts emotional and mental health of both youth and adults. Historical dehumanization, oppression, and violence against black people has evolved into present-day racism, structural, institutional, and individual, and cultivates a uniquely mistrustful and less affluent community experience characterized by a myriad of disparities, including inadequate access to and delivery of care in the health system. Processing and dealing with layers of individual trauma on top of new mass traumas from COVID-19, uncertainty, isolation, grief from financial or human losses, police brutality, and its over-stressfulness in news media 
and divisive political rhetoric adds compounding layers of complexity for individuals to responsibly manage. According to Mental Health America, 13.4% of the United States population identifies as black or African-American. Of that group, more than 16% reported having a mental illness in the past year. Please understand that is more than 7 million people, more people than the populations of Chicago, Houston, and Philadelphia all put together. Historical adversity, which includes slavery, sharecropping, and race-based exclusion from health, educational, social, and economic resources, translates into socioeconomic disparities experienced by black people today. Socioeconomic status, in turn, is linked to mental health. People who are impoverished, homeless, incarcerated, or have substance use problems are at risk, even at higher risk, for poor mental health. Despite the progress made over the years, racism continues to have an impact on the mental health of black people. Negative stereotypes and attitudes of rejection have decreased at least so overtly, but continue to occur with measurable adverse consequences. Historical and contemporary instances of negative treatment have led to a mistrust of authorities, many of whom are not seen as having the best interest of blacks in mind. Black people are more often diagnosed with schizophrenia and less often diagnosed with mood disorders compared to white people with the same symptoms. And people wonder why mental illness is plaguing the black community. Additionally, blacks are offered medication or therapy at lower rates than the general population. Instead of such assistance and remedies, black people are overrepresented in our jails and prisons as they make up 13% of the general U.S. population, but nearly 40% of the prison population. Back in 2016, the imprisonment rate for black men was more than six times greater than that for white men. And the imprisonment rate for black women was almost double that for white women. Black people with mental health conditions, specifically those involving psychosis, are more likely to be in jail or prison than people of other races. Because less than 2% of American Psychological Association members are African American, some people of color may worry that mental health care practitioners are not culturally competent enough to treat their specific issues. Additionally, stigma and judgment prevent black people from seeking treatment for their mental illnesses. Research indicates that black Americans believe that mild depression or anxiety would be considered crazy in their social circles. Furthermore, many believe that discussions about mental illness would not be appropriate even among family members. Based upon the facts, I am not surprised that the African-American community struggles with mental health, too often undiagnosed and untreated. But I urge each of you, each of us, in addition to adhering to your own health care regimen while taking good care of yourself and those you love, please cast all your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. 
be not conformed to the ugly, stressful occurrences of this world, but with intentionality be transformed. Yes, be changed by the renewing of your mind and then think on good things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report to find God's perfect, acceptable will for your life. You do these things to protect yourself and your mental health so you can take care of those you love the most. I bid you love, life, longevity, and most positive, God-ordained mental health. Your mental health is wrapped up in the peace that only God gives. It is a reminder of God's strong presence from birth through every day you live. When I finally understood how to truly give it to God, the joyful whisper of peace got loud. The sun peeked out, the storm had ended, skies blue and not a single cloud. My tears were dried, no more stress, no doubts, no nagging hurt or headache. Was like a ton of bricks had lifted when I gave it to God. He carried every weight. Stop trying to fix every issue or problem. It's not your job, your place. No more lifting the heavy loads, leaning to your own understanding. Trust God right now. Make haste. He understands the stress, the pain, the turmoil we go through. He knows all things, understands our concerns, and only he knows what to do. It's a shame we underestimate the reach of God's strong arm. How we lay awake for countless hours concerned about hurt and harm. When God has already explained, he makes no mistakes, always present for every need. The God of our ancestors, our tower, our savior, great covenant keeper indeed. My people perish for lack of knowledge are the words I heard him say. Get wisdom, get knowledge, and get understanding of God's perfect, gentle way. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. It will cause you to walk upright. My yoke is easy, designed to cleanse heart, mind, and soul. And my burden is oh so light. Keep your mind stayed on me as I will direct your path for sure. I will hold and sustain you, strengthen and maintain you, give you favor and so much more. My grace is sufficient for all in need. I am the multi-breasted one, El Shaddai. He who calms every fear, counts the drop of every tear, and gave his only begotten son to die. One who sees all and knows all things, whose ear is not too heavy to hear. The one who is in all places, intimately knows covered faces, and accepts every burden to bear. Trust God, have faith as you run this race. Depend on him in his everlasting power. Believe that his ways are holy, great keeper of time, every second and every minute in every hour. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, as his thoughts are clear and pure. Once your mind is right, meditate day and night. He will give you sweet peace for sure. One of the keys to living well indeed is to always have the capacity to forgive. Then you will find renewed peace of mind. Cast your cares on our God and live. Once the worry and stress, fear of the unknown no less, has finally ended and ceased, he comforts hearts and minds and you will find he will keep you in perfect peace. I heard his words say, I will be with you always, even when you go through the fire. 
Don't worry, my child. Trouble lasts for but a while. I will always be there to uplift, encourage, and inspire. Well, family, this is number 24 of Family and Fundamentals with Fran. Your mental health is far too important for you to stop focusing on God, the one who can handle every matter, any issue, and all your stress. Today, you must cast all of your cares on him because he cares for you. Now, I know you are probably surrounded by people who love and care for you, but no one, no one has the capacity to handle your every matter and feel your every need like the Lord can. Nobody can do you or me like Jesus. You see, those who love us can hug, pray, and shed tears for us, but their reach is as limited as mine and yours. Only God knows our every intimate thought, every issue, and the matters that even strain our subconscious. Those are they that stress us even when we do not realize it. But God, He, in his infinite wisdom, knows all that lurks in these human vessels that even the doctors or human science has not yet figured out, some that will never be revealed to us. I know and trust the God that knows it all. Ask him to take over your mind, and he promised to keep you in perfect peace. That, my friends, is a clear, comprehensive mind that is strong and capable of surviving and even thriving in the midst of turmoil all around us. In spite of it all, God said in John 14 and 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world give, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That is the peace that surpasses all understanding. The same peace that maintains a healthy mental capacity. Cast all your cares on him to keep your mental peace. I pray that God bless, keep, and strengthen your soul, body, and mind. Now on a separate yet very important note, I am so honored to mention a special young lady who just happens to be responsible for the birth of this, my podcast. Miss Paula Wilson of the Love and Light with Paula podcast is a trooper, a strong woman, a lovely ray of light. And sisters, this sister is unselfish. The day I heard her podcast is the day I understood what God had been leading me to all along. I immediately reached out to her and she did not hesitate nor withhold anything, but pointed me to Mr. Thomas Bacote and the Kostropoulos family, and the rest is history. Just need you all to know that all sisters are not selfish. The love, admiration, and respect I have for this sister goes without saying. Additionally, she frequently drops kind, meaningful words of encouragement, which motivates me to press always putting my best foot forward. I love you, Sister Paula Wilson. You have provided me an amazing exemplar to stand tall, remain graceful, and tell the whole truth to my listeners. May God bless and keep you beautiful as you remain willing to nurture the goals of someone else. In your honor and in the loving memory of your Queen Mother, I promise to always do the same. Folks, please keep Sister Paula in your prayers 
as she is enduring the loss of her beautiful mother and family matriarch. But I have to say she is facing this challenge with such poise and grace, embracing memories and the good times they shared. I am sure her mother is smiling and just beaming with pride as Paula continues to give and show love and shine her bright, beautiful light. Thank you, Paula, for opening your heart to me. You are a real blessing. I am praying God's protection and great strength over Paula and the Wilson family. Please join me in praying their strength. God bless you. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn page. Remember, you can listen to me on Amazon Music as well. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows? You might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.